Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Woo! Back and you. Oh, that's a lot of energy there, P. How you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling great, man. I, I'm feeling great. We're getting closer and closer to the beginning of the beginning. Um, it's been so long. Uh, you know, I'll just be happy to do the podcast, man. We haven't seen each other in person in a long time. I mean, I'm, I might bump it to y'all occasionally. I bump it to D-Mill at the park. Um, I saw you at my dad's thing. I haven't seen Mike in person in maybe the longest. Uh, but we play the game every day. So shout out to Mike. He's on Warzone. Me, him, and Kyron. That's our little trio. You know Warzone what I'm saying? Warzone and multiplayer now. And we'll Warzone be so like I was just so bad at it that it, even playing it is just like man. That's the thing I, though. I'm, I'm bad at it too, but it's still fun though. It it get last for me, especially when playing with the homies. What you have to understand, Derek, is that anybody who starts anything is bad at anything. No, yeah, but even when we were trying to play it like consistently, I was just bad, and I was just like, nah. <laughs> That's because you don't be picking up the sticks, bro. You just started playing playing games again, like two days ago. We be in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? We, we be in like my 1v1s. My 1v1s, I be getting my ass clapped. Mm. Can't <laughs> win the gulag. That's, That's trash. That's miss, though. The gulag is like some days you're going to go undefeated. Some days you're not going to be able to get a kill. That's just the, 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 the boundary of it. But the people want to through the wire war zone. We're gonna have to get it popping, man. Right now, it look like a trio. <laughs> I don't, yeah, Even I don't Derek, know. Even with Derek, was that the diss to Derek? You saying Derek not gonna play? No, he's just meaning that Derek not gonna help the team, so it's just gonna be the rest of us running. No, I mean he wasn't gonna play. He like no. unreliable as far as playing, especially <laughs> if you know. he don't want to play because he bad. Everybody was bad. Everybody's went through the bad phase. Honestly, I think it's super fun spectating a bad player. So, I mean, people gonna watch you, Mills. <laughs> people, people gonna, gonna watch, watch you, Mills, you Mills, bro. People gonna watch you. I think it's funny watching bad Fortnite players. It's the same thing. It's, it's just any VR. <laughs> it's just any any battle royale game. If it's a bad player, it's it's just worthy to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I'm playing on the phone. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Yeah. But you don't want to tell people that secret. You don't want to tell people that secret. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people to know that's how we was getting all Fortnite wins back in the day. And that's how we was killing back in the day. <laughs> that's how that's how we were getting our 20 kill games on the I phone service. I didn't play Fortnite, but I used to hear y'all talk about it. I'm like, he's on the phone. That's a throwback right there, man. I, I kind of miss the Fortnite days, but it's it's way over with for me in Fortnite. Way over with. Yeah, Fortnite is gone. Like, Derek, you're the only person I ever hear mention Fortnite. Like, when you was getting on the game, before, like, now, before the days of now, you was getting on Fortnite, playing fans and 2K and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. off-the-wall weird shit. It was fun. I like playing 2K with the fans. 2K is good. 2K is cool. Did you have a cheat meal yesterday? No. That's good. Uh, I, thought, I thought that's what that picture was. What picture? You said you posted a picture of Patillo's. I thought you was up there getting a beef. Oh, no, he probably worked. I started yesterday. Oh, you picked up a shift? Oh, no, no, D Mills. No. What shift he work? I just work 11 to 4. Okay, you know, that ain't bad. Shift? That ain't bad. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. How y'all feeling, though, man? How y'all feeling? Chilling, man. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I woke up feeling slimmer. No oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, okay. Really good. That boy said he's slim thick around this month. 
Same like work. the league. We getting closer to the NBA returning, starting to get some like a little visuals of the practices. We seen LeBron and AD practicing together. Uh, did y'all see anybody here? That's all the true people I've seen. Well, okay. We'll just start with some topics, okay? We'll just get right into the basketball right. talk. Um, according to Shams, because all of the news is going to come from Shams because Woj is suspended. So, uh, Free my boy out the hell. <laughs> free Woj, man, until it's backwards. <laughs> uh, sources, two NBA players have tested positive out of the 322 tested in the NBA campus on July 7th. Uh, the way I interpreted this is a good thing. Out of the 300-plus players that, that are tested every single day in Orlando, only two test positive. We don't know who those two players are, but I think those are like, it could be looked at as a bright sign that only two out of 300 people um, tested positive. And they, they're getting tested every day. From what I've seen from Matisse Stiebel's vlog, uh, JaVale McGee's vlog, and, and so on and so forth, they're getting tested daily. So two out of 322 is not bad at all. Yeah, if they get tested daily, that too, that's nice. That's that's nice. I, I wonder if is everybody has to be getting tested, right? Yeah. Are that, they just counting them? the players? I see no, that. I would assume I, everybody I, has to get tested. Everybody is getting tested, but the report we just saw is based on the players. So we don't know about the media. We don't know about the other people that are involved that are setting things up. How they test that player number down? Because they're mm -hmm. the ones that's on the. Well, I mean, never mind. Because they're going to get worked out by. Yeah, it's all circulating and stuff. So. But yeah. <laughs> Have they have they decided whether or not the staff, like the Disney staff, are they able to go home or do they have to stay? They've there? been able to do what they want. They come to the bubble. That's how, yeah, that's why I would think that everybody would start, have to start getting tested, right? Because if somebody brings it in from inside, you're not. I'm tested. sure they're getting tested. We just only know about the players. Yeah. yeah. It would. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting tested. But hey, like like we said last episode, I I just think it's crazy that like you can get a TV delivered. Like I'm mm -hmm. just confused on different things. They even said that uh. What's his name? Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes went to go get delivery, like food delivery. That's and how Ke he Kelly left. Kelly Oubre set that boy up, man. What happened? So Kelly Oubre made a tweet that was like, to all my NBA brothers, um, they deliver food to the hotel. The only thing you got to do is call it up, hit the door dash, yada, yada, yada. And then Rashawn Holmes is like the only guy that listened to him and got caught and got in trouble for it. And then um, Kelly Oubre deleted his tweets and was like, LOL, never mind. LOL, never mind. I yeah. didn't know what that was. Too, yeah. that, that was me that one day, KB, where I told you that the bus left at like 9 o'clock for the game. And Don't tell like this story, bro. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> it left at like, I, hey, bro, still... I thought it legit left at 9 o'clock. No, no, no. Okay, let me tell the story for the people. How did you know. make the bus there, Mike? I forgot what I think I had found out the real time, but I forgot him. I forgot I told him the wrong time. I think, I think about this. Andy so okay, so I'm relying on Mike. I'm relying on Mike to know when to be there. I call Mike or text Mike like, "Yo, what time we got to meet?" Because we have an away game. He say nine thirty. Let's just make it. He say nine thirty. So we wake up at at nine thirty, and Mike call. No, no, we wake up at like nine or or, or eight thirty. Mike call me like, "Where you at, bro?" I'm like, what you mean? The bus don't lead to 9.30. He's like, no, bro, we're on the bus and we're about to leave. And I was like, bro, you're not, you weren't going to call me an hour ago and let me know? And the reason why that's bad, I didn't get a lot of playtime sophomore year of high school. This is sophomore year of high school. And that trip, everybody got playing time. So I would have got some PT. And I'm just sitting at the crib. Me and D'Angelo just mad at Mike because he didn't let us know that the bus was the leaving. The funniest early. thing about that from what I'm hearing is the, the fact that motherfucker waited till he was on a bus. Because you know it's that grace period when everybody's showing yeah. up at the school. Uh, mm -hmm. You see like, damn, it's <laughs> no, been a where the homie at. He waited till they got on the on bus. On the bus, about to leave. I probably ain't get there till the bus is about to leave too. I'm not gonna show up early. 
it was just a it's yeah that's still something we got to figure out bro because that still makes me mad to this day <laughs> either way back to like the coronavirus testing we found out that russell westbrook also tested positive um and that he is in individual quarantine which is uh obviously we're gonna start off again well soon russell westbrook because i mean from the stories we heard from different athletes like people that have tested positive even if so some people do have the symptoms and some people are asymptomatic. We I don't think Russell Westbrook disclosed whether he feels this way or that way. He just said that he's taking the, the individual time to like quarantine. But we've heard stories of the people that weren't asymptomatic that actually had um, the symptoms. And we're talking about athletes going through like a month period where they didn't feel 100%. And then after they did feel 100%, it still took them a couple more weeks to get into shape to even play recreational of their sport, whether they were a soccer player or, or a football player or NBA player. So it, like the timetable for us at Westbrook could be very dependent on if he's having symptoms or this or that. Right. I mean, I would think the main symptoms, at least for like the athletes wise, I would deal with like the respiratory mm -hmm. so is he gonna be you know able to get it back in shape where maybe him not being able to breathe at like a full capacity um, and, and, and it really hurts Russell Russell because he is such a guy that relies on his motor right he relies on his motor so much so if his motor is kind of depleted because he just fought the coronavirus two weeks before he's into the bubble um that could that could dramatically impact the Houston Rockets and their chances of of doing anything Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is all. This is all. If he's feeling anything, he could be yeah. asymptomatic and get right back to it, like nothing's happened, mm -hmm. and that'd be good. I think the best thing for this negative, which it is, you, nobody wants anybody to get it, is that it's not during a playoff series. So he gets it now. The season ain't officially started. He still got his time. Two weeks. He'll be able to come in. He'll have a couple of days before they start, and then boom. Because if you get it during a playoff series. The whole dynamic changes, so mm -hmm. that's the best news. Right. I think and for him is good. I think for them is good that since he didn't say he has symptoms. I think if he would have said something, I think if he was really sick and like really bad, I think he would have gave us a hint or something. So for them, I think that's good news that he didn't say he had anything serious going on. You think he would? You think he would tell the world that? Yeah, just because of the simple fact he knows how much of a key part he is to that organization and how close it is to the season, I think it would be good information for you to know. Like, are we even going to see him in the first few games or not? I see what you're saying, but I, I feel like even if he was experiencing symptoms, I don't know if he would disclose it. I mean, obviously he disclosed it to his teammates and, and the front office and his coaches and stuff, but I don't even think that would be much of the public's, like, you know what I'm saying? It's something that the public needs to know. Like, hey, I tested positive. Whether I'm experiencing symptoms or not, I have this period where I need to quarantine. And even if he's not experiencing symptoms, he's still being affected by the virus. Like, because it, it does affect, like, the, the blood and, and stuff like that. So, it's, it's again, it's a scary-ass virus, whether you're having symptoms or not. And, again, we just want to wish Russell Westbrook a, a fast recovery. Not just as the basketball player, but the person. well, though. He said he's doing well, which is that's great. I think right. that that's how this, his caption um, closed. Mm. Uh, we, we'll see. It says, uh, I tested positive prior to my departure to Orlando. I'm currently feeling well, quarantined, and looking forward to rejoining my teammates when I am clear. Thank you all for the well wishes and continuous right. support. Please take this virus seriously. Be safe. Mask up. Hashtag why not. Shout out so to him. So he didn't him. stay feeling well. Okay, so. great. Great.
Um, another thing that we just found out while we're in the bubble is that there is a growing belief that Pacers star Victor Lodipo will attempt to play in the NBA restarted season after multiple strong team practices in Orlando. So I have a few questions for y'all. Um, a, would it be smart for him to play? And B, how much better does Victor Lodipo make the Pacers? Are, are they counted as contenders if VO plays or, or what's up? No, they're not contenders, but they definitely become a much better team. And you could definitely look at them as potentially as like a exciting first round. Because yeah. without him, I didn't really know how far they were going to go in that first round matchup, depending on who they matched up against. And um, yeah, I, I think it's worth it for them to play. Why not? I mean, as long as he's confident in his body after the strong practices, um, I mean, he should give it a go. As long as there's no like pressure for him to play and rush back into it after the injury, then. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't play. And also, I can't look at them as a contender, but they're definitely a team that is going to give a, an, a, you know, another contender team a go in the first or second round. They're going to be a team that's going to try to beat up on you with their size and they're a gritty team. So you always got to respect them in the playoffs. Um, should he play? Should he not? I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, like, like Mike said, as long as he's feeling confident, he's feeling healthy, I guess so. But I do know as a guy that, if I was his teammate, I would want to know. If I was a coach instead, I would want to know if you're going to be in and out because we can't we can't have you say you're not going to play and now we're prepared to play without you. Then you're going to play and now we're trying to, you know, let's know so we can get the ball rolling and, and, and we can play. Um, of course, they're going to be better with him just as an extra body and extra depth. But there is a thing, you know, where if they've gotten used to playing without him and now he just gets thrown back into the mix, it can throw some things off. Uh, but if we get in that Victor Oladipo that, you know, that is going to hoop hoop, they're not a contender, but they're a team that can change the dynamic of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They can easily upset whoever they're going to play in the first round. Uh, if they're playing Miami, you know, even if they didn't beat Miami, they'll probably, they could take them to six or seven. They mm -hmm. could take a, a Boston far into the playoffs and, and, I mean, far into a series and just beat up on them, like Mike said. And that's, and that, in the first round, that's what you don't want. In the first round, you're trying to get by as quickly as you can, rest, because the next round is where it's going to get tough. And so if you're already playing seven games in the first round, it could be a little fatigued depending on who you are and what you do, especially if you're a team like the, the Celtics who may be not as deep. Um, but at the same time, some people like it. Some people play, and they, they stay in game shape. They stay warm. They stay ready, and then they just go right into the next series. So it just depends. Some people don't really take rest well. They get stiff and just yeah. – so, do y'all think this could be one of those years where, like, a team that's not considered a favorite goes out there and, and kills it? Definitely, definitely, because we haven't seen these teams. Like, no, we only saw like I don't want to say small sample size because we've seen like sixty games of each team. Mm -hmm. But like, there was still room for teams to grow. Some teams were about could have been on the verge of hitting a peak. Some teams could have been on the verge of hitting a a, a slump. Uh, we're going to see teams at full strength, like a, a Portland Trailblazer team who we hadn't seen at, at uh, full strength all season. Same thing with a Pelicans type team. You got the upper top teams even more rested. It's just a lot that goes on into all of this that we haven't seen before. We haven't had a three month break in the middle of the season to let guys. <sighs> so, you know, so I was thinking, yeah. I would, I just did some Googles over here and y'all know, like the last time we had a champion that was like mostly a surprise it was like 2004 with the Detroit Pistons, right? And I went back to look at it. They were the two seed, obviously. Uh, but if you take a look at, like, what the betting odds were, like, right before the playoffs started, they were ranked one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Like, the sixth highest odds 
to win the championship that season. And I just think that's that's kind of crazy. And, and I would love for a team to do something like that this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we usually get the playoffs or the, the finals are like we know what the top two seeds are going to be and meeting in the championship. I would love to have a year just like it was somebody out of left field that nobody expected. Yeah, I yeah. would too. I mean, I think I honestly starting to believe that this season, how dynamic it is, it's going to be like one of the best seasons we've seen in a, in a long time or like playoffs we've seen in a long time just because we've had players be able to catch their breath or we had, you know, how many players I've seen slim down over the hiatus and I'm like, hmm, how are they going to come back and they're going to play? I think just all those dynamics are going to add to make this a better playoff series. Slim down or or bulk up, Mo Bamba, bro. Yeah, Mo, yeah, Mo Bamba definitely bulked up. I saw Dianne. a tweet that was like, Vucevic better count his days because Mo Bamba coming for that starting spot. I was like, all right, all right. It says Zion shed 25 pounds of pure fat and gained 10 pounds of muscle, which is seen. First of all, I didn't even see like he was a big dude, but 20 shedding 25 pounds of pure fat for that dude is just amazing. Yeah, but if he put the muscle back into it, you won't see a difference because muscle weighs more than fat. So. Yeah. Uh, so I would love. There wasn't a team that came out and made some noise. Y'all think it would come from the east or the west? Probably the west. The west, really? I, I think so. Who the fuck in the east come out and make some noise? The Nets. I'm talking about just more so, just like upsetting the Bucks or maybe like a team upsetting like the Clippers or Lakers, and like taking them out. Yeah, I would say the West because the Mavericks would be a team that I could see upsetting the team. Your Portland Trailblazers could upset somebody. I don't see the Nets upsetting the Bucks. I don't see the Magic upsetting the Raptors or some shit like that. So I w- it would be more of a Western Conference thing to me. Um, and then when we go deep into the playoffs, I mean, is it really an upset if the Nuggets beat or uh, the three beat the two seed? I don't. I don't. I mean, technically it's an upset, but I, yeah, I'm not I sure. See you, I see what you mean, P. Um, the reason I, I went west is because I just think that the the teams out west are just more more deep than like the teams out east. Um, so yeah. like you you mentioned the Dallas Mavericks, you mentioned the Portland Trail Blazers. I, again, I still believe that the Houston Rockets can make some noise if they're all healthy and Russell Westbrook's good and PJ Tucker can stay hydrated and stuff. Um, it's just I think there's just too many teams out west to like. I feel like every single series is going to be a six to seven game series. And that's just the way I feel. And that's the type of basketball I'm hoping for when we're in this bubble. Yeah. Because I know that first round match about East, whoever the ACD is getting their ass blown out for, maybe maybe five if they're lucky. The two, the two seven matchup is four, maybe five if they're lucky. And even like the three, well, no, three six is actually going to be interesting. Three six would be interesting. Like the Sixers or somebody? Yeah, six, Sixers, uh, Pacers or Sixers, Heat, you know. Those are going to be the best ones out East. It's like three six, four five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because again, it, if the Sixers beat whoever the three C would be, was that the Celtics? At yeah. this at this moment, it would be Celtics. Would, would y'all say, "Whoa, they upset at them"? Not really. You know what I mean? I'm pretty even. Uh, yeah, I was talking about this in a video recently. That like the 76ers and i mean we've talked about this plenty of times and they're like the biggest question mark ever we're like if they got eliminated in the first round i wouldn't be surprised but if they made it to the conference finals i also wouldn't be surprised that's just they have the talent that ben simmons is playing a lot of power forward yes Uh, and that that was one of the topics i have so i want to read the exact quote uh, because it's two quotes actually 76ers coach brett brown thrilled with ben simmons at power forwards and early practices 
Um, he's playing exclusively power forward. And with him playing exclusively power forward, they moved Shake Melton to the starting lineup, and he's running point guard. And Embiid said uh, he's been amazing. He's been our starting point guard. I think he has a huge opportunity to help us accomplish what we believe we can accomplish. So it's very interesting that it took him this long to potentially move Ben Simmons over mm -hmm. after paying Al Horford a gazillion dollars to be the four and paying a gazillion dollars for Tobias Harris to run a 3-4 and eventually finding out that Ben Simmons, even though he's a supreme playmaker, probably fits best at that four position for their team. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be, you know, a new dynamic for them. Shea Milton is like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, so it's not like they're putting a small guard up. They can still kind of keep their defensive principles where they like to switch a lot of stuff, especially with like their height they got. And also he shot um, like 45% from deep, and there was a stretch where he was shooting like 50%. He has a 13-3 yeah. 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 Yeah, so he he had a, a really nice uh, year for them. So I mean, if it could change it up and help them in the playoffs, then why not? College check, Shake Milton College. Y'all think we're gonna get some more Joel and B Ben Simmons pick and roll now? College check. <laughs> he just ignored that. He just. I don't know that. shakes. I don't. I don't know shakes. I don't know, I don't know shakes. Don't know. Anybody know Sterling Brown's college? Yes, was SM in Michigan. Uh, was in SM SMU. SMU. Yeah. Shout I was about to say, yeah. I don't even know what SMU stands for. I just know it's a Mustang. Southern methodic something. I can't. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Derek. What you say? No, I said with the, with the more spacing, do you think we're gonna get more Ben Simmons, Joel and B pick and roll? I think Is it more get, spacing? I think uh, we're get more Shake Melton, Ben Simmons pick and roll. Yeah. I want to see if it is more spacing. Because as long as you got Embiid and Ben Simmons on the court together, that's always been a problem. Mm -hmm. They now, both just sitting in a dunker spot. Yeah. I mean, this, I guess, allows Ben Simmons to get an uh, opportunity and more rebounds for him to go and transition instead of alcohol and maybe grabbing those. Yeah. Ben Simmons was still a good rebounder, though. Yeah, my well, they ran a lot of Al Horford uh, coming off the bench like later in the season, right before um, Joel and B went down with his injury. They were, they were starting to transition Al Horford to be like the backup five. Because y'all know Al Horford's a five. Let's be honest with each other. Like, I know they've been trying to run him at four. He's a five. So when he sw switched over to the five position, like backup five, the team was so much more dynamic. And I'm about to go through the 70. I'm going to find 76ers here and try to figure out the exact numbers of when Al Horford was the five and how much better it was than when he was at the four because it was like significant, super significant of a difference between the two. Um, yeah, I remember I, I had said that at the beginning of the season, like maybe Al Horford should come off the bench so that way they can add some sort of different dynamic to that team. Yeah, one of their best lineups was Ben Simmons, uh, Josh Richardson, Forkan Korkmaz, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford at the five. It's just like um, that is so that is amazing space for Ben Simmons to do the hell he wants on the offensive side of the ball. And then like the the first lineup with Joel Embiid, like that's good, is the their fourth best lineup is the first lineup with Embiid in it. So it's you know what I'm saying? So they have a they have a lot of things to try to figure out here. Um but Are only a short period of time. Bill with Ben, baby. Bill with uh, Ben. If it comes down to it, I want to I want to talk about the Trailblazers real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, as we know, Nurkic and Zach Collins are starting to come back and they're starting to get healthy. Terry Stott says he's been experimenting a lot with the lineup of Hassan Whiteside and Nurkic playing together with Melo at the three. Do you think that's going to work out well for them? Ew, I'm not sure, but I know that they're going to. They have to because yeah. their wing that right now just isn't it with Rodney Hood out. Trevor Reese is not there, so I mean you have Nasir Little. 
Mario Hazonia, uh, Carmelo. I mean, they, their wings. Hey, Melo slimmed down too. Melo's another dude that slimmed yeah. down the light. Kind of looks Melo looks like rookie season Melo. That's yeah. skinny. So, um, you see, Nurkic at the four is going to be very, very. I mean, hey, you think Hassan Whiteside, we was talking about, he's been having like damn near all star like season for Portland at least. His, he was definitely a, we said he was at least a top center, top ten center, top ten NBA center season. this season, sure. He was like five or six on our list. Hey but Hassan Weiss, hey Hassan Weiss, fifty one percent or fifty seven percent from three this season. So I mean, he was funny, the how, Blazers. how many is he six though? He's four for seven. He's four for seven. He's pretty good. I thought he had a decent yeah. mid range game. Too. Yeah, sure. I, thought Nurk, I thought both of them had a, a decent little mid range game. I'll t- I'll tell you Hassan Whiteside's mid range game, how how accurate he is at the spot and how frequently one thing he I takes don't it. Want. I do not want Whiteside taking any jumpers. I don't care where he's at. So on long long mid range shots, he shot thirty six percent, which is about league average. And then on mid ranges in general, he shot forty five percent. Not too bad. But um, how many is he taking? He's not watching Blazer games. No, he's not taking that many though. Thirty six percent of his shots are mid range shots in general. That could that could also be like a little little putback hook and things like that too. Um, and only eight percent of his shots are like considered the long mid range, and that's like outside of the 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 box. Yeah. So like free throw line extended to three point line. Only eight percent of his yeah. shots came from there. I mean, but hey, you, they got to play some defense though, right? That was a big thing during the season. If you mm-hmm. got two defensive dudes on the court alongside with Damian Lillard, CJ. Hopefully it pay dividends for them. I don't know who's gonna be really guarding on the perimeter though, because most teams are gonna, gonna have like four wings. I was so. gonna say who's guarding the four. Oh, that's tough, bro. Who also, you got to guard Michael Porter Jr. Right. So who? Yeah, you're gonna, who's gonna be like Everybody taking on the. T- yeah, who's yeah. gonna be taking on the toughest assignments? Like when they have to go against a, if they a play superior the Lakers, guard. Though, and Javale McGee and Anthony Davis front court, I guess you know. Mm-hmm. They traded Kim Bazemore, right? He don't play for them no more? Yeah, he played for the Kings. Damn. Pretty sure he was in that Ariza deal. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I'm just trying to look at their wing depth, bro. They literally have, like, nobody. How tall is Gary Trey? He's, like, 6'3", ain't he? 6'5". He's 6'5". But I don't even know. I haven't seen him enough to know if he's a good or bad defender or somewhere in between. Yeah, they have they have a real pro- Mario Hazonia is not a player you trust. Um, Nasir Little did not have a great a good rookie season, but at least he's a wing. Yeah. Oh oh oh! Nasir Little's shooting chart all cold zones. Yikes! All of them <laughs> from from the paint <laughs> to the three point is all cold zones. That is yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So we. Damian CJ definitely gonna have to take, uh, take care of that offensive load for them, because I don't know where a lot of those points are gonna come from. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. all they got. Mellow, they got Mellow too. They just need to see a little to plug in and be some type of threat. Just be there, hold your ground defensively, uh, and they, you know, they gonna take care of the rest offensively. Portland is gonna be a, a fun and dangerous team, man. I can't wait to see them. I'm very excited and intrigued. And then the first eight games, it means a lot to them because they needed to get in, but you know. They'll be able to, to experiment some of them looks if need be. I'm curious to see how Melo play because before the, he lost weight, he was playing like bully ball down there on the block, like mm. posting up people. So like, I'm curious to see how what is he doing now. Like, is he gonna do the same thing? Was he just like back to the, uh, old Melo where he isoing 
getting buckets. Definitely don't expect too many ISOs with him being on the floor with Dame and CJ, but uh, you know he'll get a few. But uh, he definitely gonna when Dame sit out, which I, he, Dame probably gonna be playing like forty some minutes a game in the playoffs. <laughs> Dame sit out, they gonna need uh, <laughs> CJ and, and uh, Bello to take take off, so he gonna have to produce in the playoffs at least to some degree. Yeah, Melo just trying to get a little quicker at that four man, mm-hmm. but as of now he's looking like he's playing at three. So three. Two, three. Mellow at the shooting guard. I'm trying to. It's, uh, oh, no, no. If anything, Mellow's running. The, they got a line where Mellow's at the two. It's over with, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're going to go Dane. CJ going to come up to the bench, get some rest. Mellow at Mello. the two. Zach Collins at the three. Nurkies and white side. <laughs> Big as hell. That's, two, that's a 2K, uh, my team lineup right there. Um,. I, do y'all care about the the names on the jer- back of the jerseys? Is that news to y'all? Do y'all want to talk about that, or is this kind of? It is. It, I mean, it's news. Some other people care about it. It's no big deal to me, uh, especially for the reasons of LeBron and Anthony Davis and guys like that. Uh, they said that the, you know they weren't satisfied with the things that they right. were given, and I I yeah. agree with that. Like I don't know why they had to have. It was pre-approved. It was like a pre-approved list instead yeah. of them like I know Mark. Yeah, I don't know why they he wished the players had more input on them. It made it a little bit more personal instead of just like a list that was kind of given to them, you know? Yeah. So, and I agree with it. I agree with that. Uh, I can see why, you know, everybody just wearing equality is cool, but if you could make it take it to a, a further extent, it would have been some powerful ones that we would have saw uh, in my belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like Kawhi said. I saw Kawhi said, no matter what's on the back of the jersey, they still have to go out and do things at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, um, so. I only I seen that they only wear it for like the first couple of games too, and then after that it goes back to their last name. It's uh first first four games of the playback, and then after that it all transitions back to to your regular name and jersey number. Right. Oh, right. Did you guys see any cool ones? I seen uh Mike Conley had. A I like name. I am a man from Mike Conley because yeah. it is like such big in, in, in Memphis with um the civil rights movement. So I like that one. Um, I mean they're they're cool. I just yeah. don't know how much of a impact they would have overall I, I was listening to someone else's show and they were making the point that like let's say somebody's watching the game with their kids and they see Giannis say equality off of the back and the kids ask like what's that and then now you have this conversation with your kids to you know talk about whatever the hell is going on in the world um but I just overall especially since it's just the first four games I don't just I just don't know how much of an impact those names would have done so that's why that's why when it came out that LeBron was like deciding to put his jersey on some people reacted I was like I just don't think it, it matters too much LeBron's also doing other stuff like more than a vote you know he's doing other stuff in the community and I just didn't think that him having his name on the back and takes away from the other stuff he's doing right. inside the community mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, a lot of them are kind of... They're just kind of like, yeah, generic in general. See, Kyle Corver's wearing... Uh, he's wearing Black Lives Matter, so shout-out mm-hmm. to Kyle, Kyle shout Corver. Shout-out to Kyle um, You know, which is going to be... Those type of statements, I think, are going to be significantly big. If you have the white players wearing, like, a Black Lives Matter, that, mm-hmm. that that's a big statement. So, so in some instances, it will be uh, impactful, and some <laughs> will just be kind of regular degular. The WNBA also is doing something similar. But from my understanding, they didn't really have like a, a preset list, which is very interesting. 
um, that it's it's just different. Maybe because the the audience size is going to be uh, you know difference between the NBA. So and they picked whatever stuff. they want. I don't know if they picked whatever they want, but I, I seen somebody mention um, um, underneath, and it's it's a Chicago Sky player, and I'm forgetting her name. She had her name, her jersey number, then underneath it, it said like Brianna Taylor on it. That was not an option. That was not an option for the the NBA. Number thirty. She was number thirty. But yeah, I saw that too. So, but I also don't know if that was like what she's practicing in or something she would actually play in. I, I don't I don't know if that was the case because it wasn't much uh, context behind it. But if that was something she's gonna play in once they start back, that's completely different than what the NBA has because I'm sure if we if they could put names on it, they would put the names names on it. The names of the people that have uh that fall victim to police brutality or police um police force so it's just it's just a lot a lot difference between the two things if y'all were in the nba and y'all had to choose like what y'all got the option to choose what y'all get to put on y'all jerseys what would y'all put i don't know i would i would take a lot of thought to put in that you know because like i said it has to be somewhere short um i i really do like the i am a man that that's probably what i would rock and i know it's one of the preset ones but i think that's a very good one mm-hmm. i'd probably put uh put a, a name of, of a victim uh anyone that uh that wasn't already used because you know some will already be used because if one person is doing it then others just because it's a long list of names so try yeah. to find a name that somebody else so i would talk to the rest of the players like let's all try to use each name like let's not all five of us have one person's name because the list is so big let's get this name let's mark them off and, and try to use as many as we can so we don't have any duplicates. And uh, But if I had to take a preset thing, uh, it maybe would be, maybe it would be Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I was leaning towards. Because it, kind of just, it kind of just brings together the whole movement. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we're going to see some stuff on people's shoes. I'm sure people are going to oh, make shoes are going to be a big one. Shoes are gonna be a so big I'm, one. I'm, I can't wait. I want those LeBron equality shoes. I love those, but they all sold out. I think now. I'm trying to which which model they had like one white shoe and one black, black shoe, right? Like one white, one black. They say that was equality. like a couple years ago. That's when he played for the Cavs. I got to see what those look like again. Cause I I got like a vague picture. Yeah, okay, oh, I do remember cool. these. Yeah, these are tough. They only bro, they only sell it for like 180 on StockX. You might as well pick them up, bro. Okay. Not not a sponsor. Are you gonna hoop in those? Or are you gonna you gonna like? Then you're not going to you're not going to the store with these. On these are hooping shoes, bro. Don't don't get that in his mind that he's wearing. I seen seen him go to the store with some KDs on. So if he, I I wouldn't put it past him. Oh wait, what size are you, Derek? Aren't you like a fourteen? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's five hundred dollars for your big ass foot, actually. (laughs) I don't know. The cons of having big feet. Those shoe prices skyrocketed on recent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, we're definitely going to see a lot of shoe stuff. Because I don't think the, the NBA doesn't regulate what you write on your shoes. You can pretty much write anything you want, as long as it's not anything, like, ridiculous. Like explicit. Yeah, explicit. Yeah, as long as you like ain't that. super explicit or anything. So, yeah, the shoe's going to be nice. Um, there was a rule that came out that was, like, players had to show up to the arena in their jerseys. And the league fits. I was so sad about that, but I think they revoked that rule, and now we will have league fits again. So that's fun. Yeah, um, okay. Even though yeah. we're probably gonna get some recycled fits because they there for three months and they only can pack a certain amount of stuff, it's just cool to get fits back. 
I just saw Troy Daniels post something, and somebody was like, "Where the hell?" Jr. was like, "Where the hell are you going?" <laughs> yeah, and he said, "What?" Yeah, to the bar, back to my room. I wonder how, how many players going to show a fits that, like, try to incorporate a mask with it. Mm. You think that's going to happen? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, 100%. The mask is part of the part of the fit at this point. Yeah. It really definitely. is. 100%. So, keeping on track with the t- basketball talk, Mike, Rondo, how does this affect y'all, man? I forgot Bro, that We stuff, were talking, honestly. me and KB was talking about this. Personally, I know it's going to hurt us a little bit because – He's a veteran with a lot of playoff experience, and he, he does usually raise his play in the playoffs. But this season, he just wasn't really all that. He, he really wasn't. He was below average this season. And I think, you know, we have players that can, you know, come in and kind of feel what he did. But the only thing that I know definitely going to hurt us is he did kind of play like that relief pitcher or backup QB spot for LeBron when he did sit. We mm-hmm. don't really got a guy that's like a floor general out there, even though we might have a creator or two. But you, you don't yeah. think this hurts your odds too much? Mm, I wouldn't say so. You want to look forward to playoff Rondo? <laughs> I mean, I was hoping he would do better, yeah. Like I said, this season, he just hasn't been all that. But when KB was doing those lineups, wasn't Rondo, wasn't Rondo in y'all best lineup? Wasn't it Rondo, Crusoe, LeBron? I think, no, I actually think Rondo was on the, every time Rondo was on the court, the team was significantly worse. And I, I can I can look that up real quick, but from my understanding, Rondo is one of the few players on their roster with a negative like a negative um, point differential when he's on the court. Mm. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. But yeah, that that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you guys heard about Mario Chalmers talking about he been patiently waiting and working. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't even know how I feel about that. That's I y'all got. Like, I look yeah, go ahead and bring him back to LA. He been LeBron needs somebody to yell at. He's been playing in Greece, and it was like he's been he's been playing well in Greece. He even won him a championship over there. I looked at stats. He's averaging like seven points, only playing 20 minutes a game. So I doubt he even starting. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but he's LeBron. So, well, what, actually, him and LeBron didn't get along back in the Miami days, did they? LeBron don't even hey, follow Personally, I like, I like oh, Norris Cole better back in those days anyway. Dang. I was more a fan of a Norris. I don't think they got beef. It's just that LeBron and them used to always yell at him. Yeah, he was a young guy in the whole team. Everybody else was 35 plus, and he was he was like 23. But yeah, back oh. to what I was saying though. Minus uh 6.8 is his point differential this season. And that's will a we, really good team. So will we see league fits? Because it says players required to wear a uniform to arena during restart. But I think they took that away though. Okay. It was it was reported and then it was cleared up. But I could du- I could double check. Um, but I think it was cleared up. But yeah, Lee Fitz was not was not happy. Um, okay, up, fit update slash great news. Pre-game fits are officially back in Orlando. A league spokesperson says that they are now opting for a different policy so guys can wear their own wardrobes to the arena. Okay, yeah, they weren't trying to go for that. So yeah, they back. League Fix is back, baby. It's like, again, it's one of my favorite accounts, man. One of my favorite accounts. Is there any more news? I think I, th- I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot to do in that bubble. I may be one of the rare people, but I don't think the bubble. I mean, the worst part is that they're gone from their families or kids or anything like that. But from oh, what yeah. I've seen, they, they doing well the to make that. Nice. Did you see yeah. uh, about that IG model who said she got an invite and they were trying to figure out who she who was yeah. from? Yeah, yeah. And then like she was tweeting and everything, and they said that uh she was like I didn't even know that you can't get invited, but I guess like after several weeks or something they can have visitors come in for I guess a certain amount of time or something like that. Oh really? 
yeah, so that's kind of where that came from. Because at first I was like, how is she I thought that was exclusive to like family. Yeah, I thought it was family. Oh, I thought it was like, maybe you could say this to my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? And, and get get the person yeah, in, loop around. Like yeah. Loop and Derek like, is on there trying to be a detective talking about Montrez Harrell. I just think and, the Montrez And you was late as hell. People had already late determined it was Montrez Harrell two days before. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I'm sorry for being late to the party. <laughs> Better late than never. He was late. <laughs> I did not know all the tweet tells you three days ago. <laughs> It was a, it was a couple of things though in the bubble like they had um parties where like they had DJs at every different hotel. The white was the only one that and went. And the white was the only <laughs> only person to show up to the party. They had that meme of Will on Fresh Prince and the fucking <laughs> yeah. he did it in the room alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Br put out a little article about unlikely NBA Finals matchups we would actually want to see. Let me see. Let me see if y'all digging some of these. Sure. The first one is Nuggets versus Sixers. Oh, Just because the battle is big? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would love to see them. But, okay, let's say that is our finals. Do y'all think those numbers, the viewing numbers, are significantly lower than, like, the previous years? Because it's like the Nuggets and the Nuggets aren't, like, mainstream? There's yeah. no LeBron. Yeah. There's no Steph. Right. Yeah. There's no big name stars to where it would draw in just like your normal casual. When is the last time we had a finals where no a top well, player wasn't involved? Let me see. NBA finals uh by year. Let me let me see if I can see when the last time we've had okay, so you know we always got LeBron. LeBron for the last decade basically. Um so before that, who we got Kobe with the versus Pistons, so that's that's something. Um, 2005 Spurs versus Pistons. Tim Duncan is a is a great player, but he's not like a necessarily global icon like like Kobe no, or LeBron. I say Tim was a top top five. The Spurs, guy. no, just that era. The Spurs are like a dominant. But no, we yeah, understand. But, I understand that they're a good team, but I just mean like overall viewing standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Do the fans no, gravitate to Tim Duncan? Yeah, I'm People that aren't really into that. I mean, Tim Duncan was an MVP not bef- not too long before that, though. And they had won a championship not too long before that. That's true. So um, I'm just saying finals without a top five player. Oh, okay. Top five. I thought you meant like a, just like a fan favorite. Okay. Um, because the Nuggets and Sixers wouldn't, wouldn't involve a top five player. There would be no LeBron, no, no uh, Harden, no Kawhi. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I, you make it to the finals without a top five player anymore, bro. Like even I'm going back. Of course, we got Jordan, um, and then like the years that Jordan went there, we still had Hakeem, and Hakeem was still dominating. And uh, then this, this matchup would be something new. That would be completely new. Then you have Isaiah Thomas going against the Lakers. You got Magic Johnson. You got Larry. Bur- so yeah, I don't know if you've ever if we've ever really got to that point. This would be a good a good little matchup right here. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to. It'd just be good in a unique way. I don't know if it'd be what it would go to, but uh, Lakers versus Heat. You know, the Heat are a little young and inexperienced. LeBron going against his old team too. Team he oh. took to a championship. Yeah, I, sure. It's okay. But that, game, that could go to like five. Yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, hearing that series, it doesn't make me want to get out of bed to go watch it. Oh, you wow! I'm still getting Lakers out of bed though? to watch it. Yeah, you wow for that one, but. And they act like the Heat a bad team. Motherfucker ain't had basketball. I don't know how long. 
I get out of bed. You just gonna miss the finals because they not get out of bed. Celtics versus Mavericks. Oh no, that would be interesting. Yeah, we just you know two you very young teams. Yeah, that'll be a crazy story. That'll be a crazy story for both sides. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be extremely dope. Because it's like we got the future of the NBA instead of like getting like the LeBron and like Giannis going at it. We get the young future of JT and Luca going at it. So, okay, so if we get that matchup, are y'all putting an asterisk next to it? I'm, I'm not putting an asterisk next to shit. No. <laughs> unless, we're Western, unless we're in the Eastern Conference Final or Western Conference Finals and a team is up like 3-0 and one of their best players get it and then they lose a 3-0 lead because their best player couldn't finish the series, then that's an asterisk. Uh-huh. But I'm not putting Ashton next to shit personally. No, as yeah, long as they crazy All right, they would have had a beat, you know, multiple. Everybody's under to get to the finals in the first place. So everybody I, had the same circumstances. Everybody's had fighting the same battle. Um, Rockets versus Sixers. That's interesting because you got the team that really isn't good at shooting the three ball, but then you got the other team that just we got small ball versus big ball. Yeah, yeah small ball versus Joel and Yeah, so. And also, you know, Joel Embiid and uh, Russell Westbrook got this little mini beef. Mm-hmm. So that's that's also a little, little thing in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I feel like the Rockets would really struggle against a team like that. Because Ben Simmons and Joel are hell of rebounders. Yeah. And they give up a offensive rebound. This last one is kind of decent. Uh, it would be a decent playoff matchup for sure. I don't know about the finals. But uh, he versus Thunder. He versus those, Thunder. Yeah. That's all-time like, low viewing numbers, bro. That's gonna be all-time low viewing numbers. I see numbers what they coming from, though, because like everybody trying to get that five MVP. <laughs> yeah, those are like the two the two top players that are like the most valuable to their teams winning type mm. stuff. Because Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul, they not no superstars at this level, but you know they respect the all stars. Mm, that's oh, a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I'm CP3 now. I'm okay. See it out if that matchup going on. He better <laughs> get his ring. I'm Miami. <laughs> The stories we would hear if Jimmy Butler won a championship. Yeah. Hall of Fame? Before game seven, Jimmy was at 2 (laughs) a.m. Lifting weights and cleaning the gym. They said that he pine sawed the whole floor himself. Hey, and then, you know what, people? All that waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning, it no longer seems like it's all for nothing no more. Yeah. I never said it was for nothing. Me and Terrence. He said he was a hard-working, no, non-top, me, like, me, barely top 20 player. Me and Terrence just say, yeah, that's what it they is. They be joking about it. They be joking about it. But, I mean, it. it's it's a funny, serious thing. Jimmy Butler works that hard to not be ever really elite. He <laughs> top 15, right? We see top 15. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, to, to like you usually hear those stories of waking up at 3 a.m. for, like, Kobe and LeBron, and they're the top dogs. So me and Terrence just have that joke where like, Terrence what do y'all think always... is like the worst person to do something like that? Like Michael, Michael is Michael Carter Williams waking up at three a.m. and getting to the gym and just still like mediocre? I'm sure he is. I, I'm sure he is, and that that's why it would be like a uh, somewhat of a joke, especially with y'all know how Terrence is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Jimmy Butler. Because... I don't understand that, bro. Jimmy Butler's my guy, bro. I love I love me some Jimmy Butler. I think that majority of people probably like Jimmy Butler. And Terrence is yeah. in the minority with this. So Terrence, I, I don't know. And Terrence is going to go hard on anything he's not with. So <laughs> every time he see that, he's sending it to the tip. Hey, the hardest work. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> no, no, Terrence is. Yeah. Look at Derek. 
All that hard work means something now. Wait, I need I need D Mills to be up at three a.m. Huh? I need D Mills to be up at three a.m. in the gym. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That boy, D Mills, D Mills putting in the work though. No, it ain't that actually is. It ain't at three a.m., but he definitely put it in the work. And the comment uh, section realized it too. I be reading the comments of our last episodes. They be they be recognizing that you slimming down and everything. You inspiring people too. They be tweeting at you saying mm-hmm. you they motivation. Yeah, you saw oh, Cat. Definitely got to feel good. I did. He, he went on a ten mile bike ride. Ten miles was crazy. I'm gonna ask y'all a question that Mike asked KB before the before the show started. He said, "If you went back to high school, what teacher do you think will remember you? What what teacher would that be for you, Mike?" Hmm. I would say my probably my math teachers would remember me. I would say, say I was same class with Derek. Uh, I forget the other one. I know one was Miss Johnston. I forget the other one's name. How were y'all as students? Because I never had a class with none of y'all. Obviously, I'm I'm older. I was I just did what I like needed to do. I could just naturally like get by without having to study hard or anything like that. Like I was naturally like kind of like a B student, so I just kind of rolled with that. School was I, you know, I, every time I try to reflect back on school, I always kind of think back, especially in middle school, I'm like, I didn't really do much. You know, I kind of just went there, did my work, and that was it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the teachers that, I feel like most teachers, I see my te- I've seen my teachers a lot, like, when they have, like, Teachers Institute and, like, stuff like that, and they would um, come to Bertillo's, mm-hmm. and, like, they would come there on a lunch break. I would see them all the time, so they all oh, recognize the yeah, that's how everybody be recognizing you. If it's not from the podcast, oh, yeah. they seen you at Portillo. But Derek is also a very recognizable person, like a rememberable person. He's tall. He he's got like this this vibing personality where like he'll scream out, "Oh!" If he got the wrong answer in the class, I feel like I could, I just could just feel that Derek handwriting is awful. It ain't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's like I mean, I'm, I'm not even his handwriting. No. Derek just reminds me of a person with a messy locker, messy backpack, and sloppy handwriting. No, bro. No. I did have messy, a messy locker. Messy is right, bro. Bro, we had his backpack. It was like his gym backpack. And this were the days where we used to spend, like, we go to the library at the practice or before games and stuff like, uh, like that. And I forgot what it used to be called, but it's when you basically you take somebody's backpack, take all their stuff out. You flip the backpack inside out and you put all these oh, stuff yeah. back in. Oh yeah, that's some nut I, shit, bro. We had did that, bro. And I, I mean, we did it on Derek's bag. Yeah, my man's had the wild, he had like a, he had a two, toothbrush, toothpaste in his backpack. Man's had a roll of tissue in his backpack. Man's had a frying <laughs> pan. He had everything in his backpack. I'm like, bro, what did you doing with all this stuff? You remember, you remember the day we used to ride the KB house too, P? You remember his car? You remember? Oh my yeah. God. Remember yeah. the car? I hope your car don't look like that no more, man. You remember the car? You have to, like, you get in the car, have to move four Portillo shakes over. Listen, that might sound like a, a over exaggeration, but that is serious. Mike, Mike sat in the back almost all the time because I was taller, and Mike would literally pick up. They give you when you. I know a lot of them not familiar with big beefs at Portillo's, but when you get a big beef, it comes with a, a bag. It's wrapped up in in, in uh, plastic or not plastic, but like a wrap, a white wrap, then it's wrapped up in aluminum foil, then it's put into a long plastic bag because it's a big beef. Like like a, like a Subway sandwich. Like a Subway like sandwich. Like a Subway bag, bag. Yeah. yeah. So, Derek would fill those bitches up with junk, like <laughs> compiled. Like So it would be like two shakes in one of those bags, and he'd have another one of those bags with fucking 
Portillo, the, just soft drinks. Like you said, I'm in the back. So you know how they got the little, on the back of the seats, they got the little pouches, right? You, you in the pouches, it's notepads sticking up from orders from months ago with old pencils. Like, But that, that's just kind of, I mean, not to that extent, but like that first car, especially if it's not like your, like your, your like dream car, or even close to it. You, I, I didn't give a damn about my first car. My car was junky. And then I got my second car, and that was still a little bad. But now, when you get the car that you really want, that motherfucker, that, that's clean. Not in the back seat, no nothing. Car is clean now because I feel like I paid for it. It's mine. I got exactly. That's what, yeah. That's the exact point that I'm trying one, to make. And that one, it, it just took so much money to even keep it running. Yeah. So Where like, is it at now? At some point I was. Uh, I traded it in when I bought uh, this car. Rest in peace, man. Mm. I thought about peace. keeping it. It's nothing wrong with being, you know, a little. But Portillo's all over the floor? I don't give a fuck. I'm never having that. Because you got to smell the shit. It's all... Hell no, nah, man. And you work at Portillo. So take the shit and just throw it in the garbage when you go to work the next day. His ass drinking a shake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, Derek didn't seem like a bad kid. But if, like, out of our group, I feel like he was a dude that had, like, the most suspensions or, like, in school. Like, he just got caught doing weird stuff. That was like, when only senior year. That was only senior year. That was not the other years. Because yeah, I remember see, no, you didn't freshman, nobody gave a freshman damn. Year, freshman year, you weren't getting in trouble in that math class. No, no, not really. I mean, all, yeah, all of us. All of us. So he tried to laugh. Like, like, he was getting phone calls home, bro. He was getting phone what calls What y'all home. doing in that? Fist pumping? Yeah, he got in trouble with fist pumping. But like the famous thing was <laughs> in that class, if like you got caught doing something bad, that it was. That's why you was fist pumping. Yeah, do the fist pump again. <laughs> He was going no. He was going super hard, bro. He just kept going super hard. And I remember he just did it randomly, like in the middle of a class of some class. And like I said, the famous thing in that class is like the teachers, if they caught you doing something bad, they would just be like, go sit outside. And that's you gotta just go sit outside. And that's what happened his day. So I tell me why are you fist pumping? Are you just doing it randomly? Yeah, I don't know. I just did it randomly. It, just, it was just. <laughs> but that's why I said he just be getting caught doing weird stuff, and it just somehow got him in trouble. But no, because senior year, it was I was getting in so much trouble to where um, Mr. Stevenson was like, "I didn't know you the first three years of you being here. Now you're in my office multiple times." <laughs> so yeah, that's how bad it was senior year. Yeah, senior year was nothing, bro. I had Who like was Mr. Stevenson. He was yeah, a dean. I was, I was dean, telling one of the deans. Yeah, he's one of the deans. And he was um, like the wrestling coach, big swole dude. Big swole dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, a couple of years ahead of us. So we ain't never really get no classes with Kia or see him like in no school environment. Was you was a quiet kid in? You was a quiet kid in class? Not at all. Yeah, ain't no way he was quiet in class. He was probably talking to all the females. I was just, I, I, you know, I'm me. I make people laugh. Shit like that. I've never really gotten into too much trouble. I've gotten in trouble, of course. But my I used to get detentions for like being tardy, being late. Uh I never was like I never cursed out no teacher or no shit like that. I wasn't fighting or fucking bullying nobody. I was one of those students that are like I would low key get mad if I felt like a student was just doing too much to a teacher. It's exactly. Like unnecessary type that was the type of person I was. I got a detention one time because we had a substitute and this dude I know started reading and he was trying and he didn't want to read, but he 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 was reading like a jackass on purpose. Yeah. She thought he couldn't read because she's a fucking substitute and gave me a detention. I'm like, you giving me a detention when he's fucking with you by trying mm-hmm. to read like he don't know how to read. He's like, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, <laughs> senior ditch day was a detention. Um, yeah, and then the rest was just tardies. 
Mm-hmm. I remember they tried to put some shit on me, uh, some dumbass shit that I'm like, y'all are wild. And it was a lot of, yo, our high school years though was funny. We had a lot of shit going on in our school. Motherfuckers, it, our school was there in like a, uh, a grassy, except nobody got shot. Motherfuckers would be in there <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. We had some wild ass fights. Motherfuckers smoking in the school. Motherfuckers yeah. bringing liquor to school. Ain't nothing, bro. I just didn't, I never understood that you could get to school at 7.30 a.m. and you just want to fight somebody. <laughs> now you have to go home. You have to call your mom to pick you back up. Then it was just all the kids that was just bad. This is this shit. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. That used to always be funny. It's like, what we could just... It's all, everybody know a student or two that has always got an in-school suspension. Like, what you on, bro? I ain't see you at 4 p- I got an in-school. It's like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, I don't think I've ever just, I, I don't never, I don't think I've ever gotten to a fight in high school. That was never some idea. Bro, y'all want to hear a quick story? A dude tried to fight me in high school my sophomore year. And I was, um, I cannot, I could get I his think, race. How he looks. Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, I mean, it don't really matter, but I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after the show. I remember his name. Uh, but okay. Anyways, I was using a study hall, right? And I, like I said, I'm a sophomore. I'm a young dude. And I was talking to these seniors, right? And like I said, he's a senior at this time? I think so. He's either a junior or a senior. So he, he's a, a grade above me. Anyways, he leaves this guy. One of the guys leaves out, right? Another student, like one of his friends, he's like, Hey, let's go pull a prank on him. So me, I'm a young high school kid. I'm like, okay, let's, you know, shits and giggles. I'm a young high school kid. <laughs> young high school kid, I'm going to go do it for shits and giggles. <clears throat> I think he was like, something where he had his notes on his desk and like, we flipped his water or something like where his cap was loose or something. And like, when he got back, he had knocked it and it got on stuff or something like that. And he was super mad. And he had got, he was like, who, who, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? And the dude that told me to do it, he was like, it was him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. and then like the whole time, dude was like, oh, he walked up to me and he was like, oh, you think this is funny and shit like that? And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Like, yo, homie was basically the one that set you up. He was like, nah, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that at all. And I'm looking at him, and dude is just laughing up a storm over there in the corner. I'm like, bro, fuck. And it's just like, first of all, that's fucked up, bro. On his notes, yeah. on his, yeah. that's what y'all alone with him. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, he, he should have whooped your ass that day. But anyways, yeah, like, but the, the thing was, though, is like, I was like, in my head, I was like, I cannot fight this dude. I was like, basketball, basketball tries are coming up. I can't get suspended. I can't miss the opportunity. So I was like, I think, like, literally the next day I had missed school because I was like, I can't, I can't get into no fight. Dang, he was like, ducking? He, he, oh, he was ducking. I was like, like, dude was like, you better watch your back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't miss basketball tryouts, bro. So I, I'm going to have to evade dude for a little bit. Damn. That nigga went to home like, mom. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to tell you why. Just believe me. Just believe me. I cannot go to school tomorrow. What, what's what's one of y'all best memories of high school or funniest? Funniest. Funniest. Not best. Funniest. 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 I need a laugh, man. Because that so, shit right there is okay funny. Right. So, I, you you gonna know who you you gonna know who the people is too. I can't remember. It was two boys. I know one of them names. Texas. I can't remember the other one. Funniest so what had happened was one day in gym class, you know how we all like stand in the locker room waiting for the gym teacher to come out, and oh wait no yeah for the bell to ring so for us to leave. 
Yeah. So there was an Asian dude peeing before he changed into his clothes. And Mike went up to him and yanked him off the urinal and he started peeing all over himself. And the Asian dude was about to whoop Mike ass. Yeah, Mike should have got his ass whooped a few times in high school, for real. For real. But somehow I, that dude, he calmed down quickly. Like he eventually was just yeah. like, fuck I mean, he, do that shit. Yeah, because he, he had, like, I had did it and I just walked out the locker room because I think he was kind of just like surprised at what had happened for a second. And then, like, I think I was just talking to, you know, the guys, like, Derek and them, and he had ran out mad as hell. Like, he was trying to chase me or something. But then he had came up to me, he was like, you know what? Like, I just really didn't appreciate you did that. Like, he, he came to his senses. He had calmed down. He so came like, to his like, senses? Did you come to your senses? Bro, that's <laughs> bogus. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he was, was going to be that type of distraction when I had pulled him back like that. What? You made him piss on himself. If you make me piss on myself, in school... That's, yeah, we're that's fighting, bro. Yeah, we're fighting, bro. <laughs> I don't really, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think about no super funny stuff that happened in high school. No one knows it was crazy. Mason, like, had so many tardies, but he had, like, a hell of a GPA. Yeah, like, I, I that remember was, that. Well, when you like, just he was, got, I thought just, I was like the school, but he was like the school. Like, all Mason, the Mason got the book thing down packed. Like, he, he knew how to do the book stuff, bro. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some other funny stories. Was there any funny basketball practice stories? Yeah, but I don't know if they'd be funny to the public. They'd be funny to us because it's inside jokes that we know the people associated. Like the time when Nate Overman crossed D'Angelo up and made him fall. Like, that's not funny to the regular person. (laughs) But for us, it was hilarious. Yeah. That was y'all boy, D'Angelo. Yeah, he almost cool. was the fourth on this podcast, d Yeah, he I was. Believe. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, another another embarrassing thing that happened to me once in practice. I don't know if like any of y'all seen it, but I had literally got crossed up and I fell. That was like the only time I've ever fell. I got crossed up in practice by CJ. Mm-hmm. And it was during the drill, too. We had to play defense. He called me lacking. It was kind of embarrassing. I got up super quick, though, so ain't nobody peeked. It's crazy that CJ never wanted to play basketball, but he was just out there half-assing it, still, like, being pretty solid. Are you sure he didn't want to play? No, he said, like, many times. Like, he said he didn't want to play because he said he was only playing because his dad wanted him to play. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. He was half-assing it, like, a top three player on the team. Sound like <laughs> Sound like Cap to me. Yeah, CJ would always kill me during the game. Because anytime he shot a three, I promise it would never go. He hit so many threes, but it would never just be like go right in. It would always bounce yeah. like three, four times, <laughs> hit every part of the rim, and go off glass. But he'd hit him though. He had that line drive shot. Yeah, yeah he did. Did y'all have like a good team freshman year? Freshman year, freshman, freshman year B team was nice. Yeah, freshman year B team was real nice. Ain't nothing feeling better, bro. We couldn't even celebrate because the A team was doing bad. Try right? getting their ass blown out. Hit. We were like on a five or six game streak. We were building chemistry, playing real. <laughs> well. On the bus, On the bus, And like, yeah, y'all so sucked. In the, the halftime little locker rooms, like we kind of shared it. Like you yeah. could hear what they were talking about. And you know, our coach was like, good job, let's keep it up, keep it up. And we hear Coach Richardson just yelling at the uh, At the end of the day, we had the better coach than the A team. Yeah, I know, I know. We all had Lavic. We had Coach yeah. Lavic, yeah, Coach Lavic. Oh boy, he used yeah. to. Coach uh, freshman year. Oh, when we switch coaches, it's probably the same. It's probably different results. 
I'm Maybe. trying to think. How is that working? Because Lavic was assistant coach our games. So who mm-hmm. the fuck was coaching B? I mean, your games are at different times, right? I felt like we had games we played at the same time. We hit, we were playing. Our games were super early, weren't they? And then, because I remember we would watch the. Yeah, we would go watch our games. We would go watch the varsity games. No, 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 no. I'm talking when I was a freshman. Oh. When I was a freshman. Y'all want to hear a funny AAU story from me? I just thought of. I hope you're not lying, because we know. No, no, no. This is so. Your best performances is all for some reason with AAU, which we never. No, no, no. This isn't a performance. This is a moment. I'm just saying, though. Yo, so but greatest moments is when nobody was there. We got through with this game, right? We in this tournament. And Somebody trying to fight y'all, huh? No, so we all usually meet up as a team. Like, we talk about what just happened, and coach will give us the spiel of what we're going to do different next game. And when he did, when they did that, I was gone. And he was wondering where I was at. Could y'all guess where I went? The bathroom? Concession stands. You had to get some food. I went to get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I came back and they were in the huddle. And he was like, where the hell were you at? <laughs> <laughs> he always had a fat ass slice of pizza in his hand. <laughs> Pepperoni on his lip. He, oh, oh. I had completely forgot about the like the team meeting that we normally have after the game. That stomach, they do hungry. things to you, boy. That nigga was in a game like, Mm, I know what I'm doing now. Right. You <laughs> get put in the bucket, think about nothing but pizza. I got my bag and I went to the concession stand immediately. You a wild ass guy, bro. You a real wild ass guy. I, yeah, I don't really have, I don't know if I have any funny stories. Uh, I just got like silly shit. Like, motherfuckers fucking Danaeus, he punched somebody. Knock their ass out because they threw a grape at him. Just shit wait, like wait, that. Wait, when was this? This is high school. Y'all was there. Like, he was on the. He was on the team. No, no, no this is just high school. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is just high school. Yeah, I don't even remember ever seeing Danaeus in high school. Me either. I, I just saw him at the Y. I just saw him. Yeah, I just saw him and his girl. I never seen Danaeus in high school. I didn't even know he went to our school. Yeah, he was a year older than me. He's in Darnie's grade. Oh, that's probably why. I think only what I saw them for one year. Yeah. Yeah. He probably didn't even really know Danaeus like that, so he didn't even. Talk but about I do that. remember every time I would go to the Y, y'all and Danaeus would be there. Well, yeah. Danaeus gave Derek one of his best nicknames on the court, Big Sloppy. Big Sloppy. Then he Sloppy. then he crossed Derek up like nastily. Yes. Bro, we had video evidence of this man getting crossed up by Danaeus, and to this day he he would deny it. He would deny it. He would deny that. I don't he see video evidence. Danaeus tapped your ass that day. If hey, all of the guys are saying, and I believe it, I don't think they all yeah. would just lie on you. Yeah. I don't even need video evidence. And I don't even remember what type of move he did. I just vividly but remember. I remember. He, I remember he, you. It was just, it was so simple, bro. Because, like, Derek, is a, he a big dude. So he not going to, like, have all that finesse at the, at the uh, on the perimeter. So he hit him. You know that same thing AI hit Jordan with? Where he gave him that little crosser to see if he bite on it. And then he hit him again. That's the mm-hmm. same thing he did. And, that's funny I because I never remember Danaeus to have that type of crossover. He just used to shoot. Hey, I'm going to say that. Danaeus was a hooper at the Y. Danaeus was that. nice at the Y. Yeah, he was. At the Y, he was a hooper. That's he the only like, place I've ever seen him be a hooper at. He like a Hall of Fame at the motherfucking Y, bro. Oh, for real. I was part of that Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame dream team at the Y during that era. That boy had extreme confidence. Yeah, he did. He's pulling that bitch from anywhere. Anywhere. The, y, the, y's was good, the Y was some good runs when we went up there, bro. 
there's a there's a, like a summer where we was going up there a couple times a week and we would play our team would be on for like four hours straight five hours straight we just weren't losing yeah. games see that's what i need now so i can get back in shape I yeah. need that so we just up the running the whole like run the whole day and it don't feel like nothing till you're literally walking off the court. And I got bad memories at that Y too. Oh, um, that's where you hurt your shoulder, right? That's where I tore my shoulder the second time. Yeah, yeah, that was not a good day because I just remember like it coming. Was Mason there that day? Mason was there, and I was asking Mason, Mason to pop yeah. it back in for him. Yeah, because that was the thing. I, I remember it coming out. Mason was like. He's like, I'm no. not touching that. No, that was me. That was me and Tyler. Because I think Mason tried to do it. Because he was like, can one of y'all can one of y'all pop it back in? Just pop it back in. He was like, I don't know if I could touch. I might throw up on you if I get that close <laughs> to that shit. But I think Mason tried to help you, if I remember correctly. Yeah. What did Tyler do to you to make your shit pop out? Like I blocked his shot. Oh. I thought he <laughs> you, was like. What you thought Tyler did? Bro, get the fuck out of here. You but, thought Tyler no. did something? Tyler to this day be saying that like I Yeah, he's gonna it's Tyler. He's just exaggerating. I literally blocked his shot and my shoulder popped out. That was it. Hey, y'all used to have good days until y'all saw them boys come through that door. Me, Garney, Ontario. No lie. I hate going against Ontario because he is there to be DMO. All you hear is yeah, and he he's played full court. Yeah, he he's on you like some Patrick Beverly type stuff. He gonna we used to have shit. plays like we used to call our full court press grown man defense. We used to do that at DCP though because the court's small. It's hard to do grown man defense at the Y. Yeah. We used to do it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had a we DCP. We just having fun out there, man. Eric was a soft ass boy in a post. Mike went on shit. KB get his little ass put in the bucket. Tyler make him go home, cry to his mama. Ugh. I don't even think Tyler was running with us back there. I think it was just John and Mason. No, I have vivid memories of, but Tyler was there. I remember playing with y'all. That couldn't, I, that, no, that couldn't be in our prime then if Tyler was there, because Tyler never really came up there when we was like running the gym. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like the real like the people are hoopers, and Tyler's not I, one of our hoopers. I remember playing with y'all one time as y'all needed a fifth. Derek was tired of some shit. I don't know, or maybe John was leaving or something. And I played, and Tyler was on that team, and I took like a shot with like one leg, and that shit blew Tyler. It be killing me because like people just be seeing Tyler and, and assuming he could shoot. I I was one. It's just because yeah, yeah, that's the only thing he can do. But he I can't. was one of them. He was small, chubby. Like you know, he not fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he not attacking, so he just got to be able to shoot. He gotta be able to shoot. Y'all know at that while I ran into a pro. Who? His name was fucking um damn I forget his name. He used to play at uh damn. He used to play at fucking Arkansas. I forgot his name though, man. I forgot his name. That's why I got a lot of memories for me, man. That's why I, that's why I started getting like Yeah, play played for the Sixers. Of, he played for the Sixers. Was he, he like he was a big dude or he was a guard? He was a guard. Uh, no, but that why that's why I felt like I, I definitely gained like most of my skill. My freshman year, that was like basically like my my first year getting into basketball, like playing wise. And I felt like the only thing I could kind of do was to shoot a little bit of a mid range shot. But by my sophomore year, I felt like literally, like I said, that was a summer where I would ride my bike up to the YMCA every day, practice for like three, four, or five hours. Mom would pick me up and bring me home. 
that next time I felt like I could, I could shoot, I could dribble, I could do at least everything. So like that that YMCA was a big place for me. I would be happy if that if that Y got back popping after quarantine. Bro, I think we literally, bro, that era where we were just talking about, that was probably their prime prime era, bro. Cause I, it's what made that place so fun is like all the high school people went there. You know, yeah. So yeah, we could see our high friends school. from DGS, we see our friends from every maybe we went to Central, something like that, and they would hoop up there. Like I don't know, going back up there, we just probably gonna see like look kids and be like, we don't want to play here no more. The kids yeah. that are in high school now that's doing the same thing we did. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I even some even even back then that the little kids Samaj and them used to be up there. I remember those times. Mm-hmm. That shit. That's why I stopped going because it just felt like I was getting it was just a little kids up there, and they would have like uh, courts would be running out because they got like field hockey going on or something like that. Yeah. It's like nah, I need to start hooping with some men. Gee. <laughs> that's right, a hell of an episode though. Yeah. We appreciate y'all getting to this point. Be sure to leave a like, leave us some ratings, and we'll be back on Saturday and we are again just a few episodes away before we get to talk about live basketball. And I know we can't wait for that. Peace. Peace.